And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everyone. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, the show on which we talk about the movies, and we love talking about the movies. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we have got to examine... Mm -hmm an independent film called Me and Orson Welles. Right. It is directed by Richard Linklater, and it stars Zac Efron, Claire Danes, and Christian McKay. As, as great Orson Welles. Orson Welles, right. For those of you who don't remember Orson Welles, or you remember him from his later years when he was... Hawking wine. <laughs> yes, he was the one who says, we make no wine before its time. And he was on the Carson show all the time and the Dean Martin roasts all the time. But let us not forget that he was the director and star of Citizen Kane back in the late 30s. And he also directed other brilliant films like The Magnificent Ambersons and Touch of Evil. That's the way I like to remember Orson Welles. And I hope you all will remember him that way, too. Indeed. In this film, we go back to six years before Citizen Kane, mm -hmm. when Orson Welles was 22 years old. He came from a very wealthy family, and he has bought a theater on Broadway. He's calling it the Mercury Theater, mm -hmm. and he is presenting their first production, Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Mm -hmm. In modern dress. In modern dress. Right. Of course, they only called it Caesar back then. Mm -hmm. And a young man named Richard, played by Zac F. Efron kind of stumbles on this company and gets hired to play a very small part in Julius Caesar. And we know Zach from all the high school musicals. Absolutely. He's, done, he's a big star. Yes. And I was very surprised, Anne, that he was kind of effective in this role. Oh, well, I'm not surprised at all. I think the kid is enormously talented. I think he's much more than a song and dance guy, which he's really good at, but he is a wonderful actor. He is awed by Orson Welles, played by Christian McKay. A word about Christian McKay. Mm -hmm. When you know Orson Welles, right. when you have a picture of him in your mind, as of course we both do, you watched Christian McKay for about two minutes and suddenly you forgot yeah. You were watching Kristen McKay. Mm -hmm. It was Orson Welles Indeed. up there. Well, Kristen McKay has been doing a one-man show off-Broadway for the last three years. He's an English actor, and he's classically trained. Anyway, he's been doing a one-man show about Orson Welles, and that's what brought him to the attention of Richard Linklater, who hired him for this movie, and it was a good choice because there's no other actor that I can think of who could possibly do this role as effectively as Christian McKay did. Absolutely. Orson Welles has a secretary, Sonia, Sonia with a J, but pronounced like a Y, Sonia, played by Claire Danes. And Richard, the Zac Efron character, takes one look at this <laughs> older woman yes. and absolutely falls desperately in love with her. He's about 17 in the movie, and right. she's supposed to be close to 25, 26. Yes, and he doesn't quite realize that she is very, very ambitious. Oh. All she wants to do is to meet somebody in the movie business. Now, of course, they're in New York, and somebody has promised her an introduction to David O. Selznick. Yes. And she is very thrilled about that because Selznick is in the process of getting ready to film Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. And she hopes that there is something for her there. So although Richard finds her very enchanting, it doesn't take us long to discover that Claire Dane's character, Sonia, is not a very nice person to it. No, she's the kind of girl that you don't take home to meet your mom and dad, I Absolutely. don't think. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Her ambitions, unfortunately, lead her to some kind of bad behavior. Yes. And, of course, that's part of the movie. It's the realization of many truths that make this movie so interesting, because it's not just about Orson Welles. It's really the story of Richard. Of course. Some of the young actors in this film are playing older actors that were legends in the theater yes, and on screen, like Joseph Cotton, John Houseman, George Caloris, Martin Gable, Norman Lloyd. And don't don't forget Les Tremaine. Les Tremaine and Barbara Luddy, the two biggest radio stars of the 30s and 40s. Mr. and Mrs. First Nighter. <laughs> it was really interesting, and it was astonishing to watch Orson Welles, mostly because it took very little for him to fly into a towering rage. Exactly right. You know, I wish that we had seen more of... Orson Welles away from the theater. As it turns out in this film, we are really stuck with seeing him in rehearsals or scenes that don't work and he's chewing out the actors. I wanted to see a little bit more of Orson Welles, the human being. One scene sticks out in my mind that does that, and that was the moment in which he does a radio broadcast with some of his fellow cast members from the Mercury Theater, and he decides to go off script and ad lib whatever he felt like saying for about five minutes, and of course that took time away from the other actors, limiting their moment to be heard during the radio broadcast. He was such an egotist. He so loved the sound of his own voice. He was a peacock, really, but yet he was this huge force. He was the enfant terrible. He changed the face of the American theater and certainly Hollywood after that. I don't think we got to see enough of that part of Orson Welles, the magic of his genius. I think what was missing for me in this film, and I liked the film very much, but what really kept it for me anyway from being a great film, and I hoped it would be, is I missed that genius. Mm -hmm. I think Christian McKay was wonderful. I kept waiting for him to suddenly become the astonishing, astonishing, magical genius that Orson Welles was, Mm -hmm. especially in his younger years. And we agree on that. Oh, yes. (laughs) For sure. And it never really happened, so that kind of disappointed me. Nonetheless, I did enjoy this film a lot. I do, too. And I have to say, I like the fact that the director and the set designers and the set decorators and so on did a great job of reconstructing the era of the 1930s. It really looked wonderful with the old cars and the great clothes, the furnishings. All of that really is wonderful to see. It's an okay piece of storytelling about a really great literate time in our country. And for that reason, you know, I think the movie is well worth your time and trouble. I think you'll get a kick out of it. So for me, I'm giving me and Orson Welles a green light. It's a soft green. It's not an outstanding movie, but it's certainly a wonderful way to spend a couple of hours. I've got to agree with you completely, Anne. I did like the film. I did like everybody in it. Christian McKay is somebody you're never going to forget, and Zac Efron is going to delight you as he delighted both Anne and myself. He does a very good job in this film. So, I'm giving this a green light as well. It's an enjoyable and very interesting film. Two green lights for me and Orson Welles. Directed by Richard Linkletter and starring Zac Efron, Claire Danes, Christian McKay, and Zoe Kazan. We're going to be back with another film. 
hopefully one that we can bestow upon Mm -hmm. them a green light because we love to see any kind of movie, but we really adore the great ones. Until that time, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to run into you at the movies. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.